When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know what she's talking about. Why did she make that up? Yeah, I don't know. She needs to stop taking shots at you. And before we jump into this, I have a question for Andy. Did you make those cookies that are out there? Yep. Well, I'm going to give 95% of the credit to Melissa. Oh, my Good gosh. Stuff. Those were phenomenal. I had the one with the chocolate in the center. Yeah, the, those are good. Oh, my goodness gracious. Okay, I'm coming in tomorrow. Will you guys they save will be one gone. for... There's plenty, believe me. Oh, yes. I brought in about a third of the cookies we made, and there's still much more than any of us could eat in a week. Merry Christmas Cook. to all. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got to say. Merry Christmas to everyone. Yeah. Um, do you guys know anybody that's looking for a house right now? Uh, not that I can think of. I don't. Depends think on how expensive the house is. Well, yeah, you got like a fifty thousand dollar, you know, five thousand square foot turnkey house. Then yeah, but I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Boy, that's a good bargain. You, you, you're asking for. There. Other than that, not really. From the Wall Street Journal, how the housing market slowdowns rippling through the economy in five charts. Uh, I suppose, oh my God, they're looking at these guys building houses like there's no tomorrow. But uh, mm-hmm. I have not paid a whole lot of attention to the housing market. You hear about it on the national news and everything, but higher interest rates from the Federal Reserve caused the uh, housing market to seize up this year. And that is now having spillover effects to the hardware stores, furniture sellers, construction firms. See, I love the, this kind of article because you don't think about that. No, we thought oh, about really, it. Did you think about it? Well, we were going to try to open a hardware store, remember? Oh, that's right. And yeah, you were going to open the a real store. estate, it was completely impossible. Unless you had like millions and millions in angel investments, there's just no yeah. way to start a small business right now. Real estate is just true. insanely expensive. 
it is true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, sales of existing homes fell to a 13-year low in October. That is not good news. Economists uh, surveyed by the Wall Street Journal estimate that a report Wednesday from the National Association of Realtors will show sales fell again in November and a positive sign home construction activity rose last month after mostly uh, trending lower since early 2022, according to the Commerce Department. Here's how the recent sluggish housing market has taken a toll on workers and businesses that rely on related spending, less spending on furnishings. Yeah, that's got to be tough. So if you own a furniture store, Things cannot be too good right now, I wouldn't think, right? Well, most people are just buying Target, Ikea, you know, the cheap stuff. Because it lasts, you know, a decent yeah. amount of time. You'll have it for five, maybe ten years. But mm-hmm. for most people, they would rather buy a $500 couch every five years rather than a $5,000 couch and have it for life. Right. And if my kids are going to ruin it, my pets are going to ruin that it. That too. Spill yeah. on it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like we, uh, mom and dad got rid of a really nice leather couch, and we took it because they were like, well, we're just going to throw it away more or less otherwise. And yeah, it's pretty beat up. It's stained. It's scratched because of the dogs and kids and stuff like that. We don't mind, but, you know, by the time Ethan's an adult, it's going to be in pretty rough shape. All right, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Can you guys hear that knocking? No. No. Nope. Well, as long as you can't hear it, then I won't tell them to stop it. I just wanted to make sure you couldn't hear it because it, it could be a bit annoying. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the rates here. This uh, Things are not looking too good for the housing market right now. Do you think, does anybody project that there's going to be uh, a much better day in the housing market? I mean, what's it going to take for the housing market to get back to reality? Yeah, I don't know. So can you break down then, like, is it, the have the prices gone down since 2020 or did they, like, I, I felt like they inched down, but never went like completely right. back. Well, well, prices needed to go down. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Like, a correction think, was necessary. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm conveying. Is mm-hmm. that like, I don't think that it was because like 2020, it was a matter of there wasn't people wanted to move a lot more than there was availability. Yeah, so, so everything was mm-hmm. like you had to give them 30,000 over asking. It was so bad. And like sure it was. barely walked through. People had barely would walk through yep. pictures and no inspection. So things have calmed down since then, but I don't think price really snuck down back to the corrections point. No. So it feels like feels like we're dealing with some uh, a market that's not realistic to the situation. Well, it's like so we're at the lowest what in 13 years? Low uh Lowest spending on furnishings. There are a number of areas. Yeah. Like uh, the furnishing things, like I said, it's just people would rather buy cheap and disposable. And that's just a trend that's going to keep happening for a very long time, if not forever. Lower spending hits jobs. Less spending on housing means less need for workers and industries. So once again, we talked about the furnishings because uh, there are not as many people invo- uh, employed in the furniture business as used to be because furnishings are not selling anywhere near as well as they mm-hmm. used to. Lower spending uh, hits jobs. Like we said, uh, less spending on housing means less need for workers and in industries that are closely tied to real estate, including you know retailers for furniture, electronics, at-home improvement stores. Employment is down across these industries this year. So a lot of people lost their jobs in that business, or those businesses as well. Well, that's, that's what a um, bubble does. There's too many jobs, bubble yeah, bursts, yep. the job's good. It's just, I mean, I've been talking about this bubble for the past, what, eight years? 
about eight years. And yeah. no one, no one can be surprised that something like this is happening. We've all saw it coming if we were paying any amount of attention to this market at all. And why did it happen? Does anyone know why this did happen? That's just how things are. But bubbles happen, bubbles burst. But what causes the bubbles? If we knew that, we would all be billionaires. See, that's the whole thing. Nobody knows why it happens, but it does happen quite often. You're right. It's forces well beyond any one person's control. That's for sure. It's like, well, it's like the tulip bubble in uh, the famous, I think that's like the first like famous bubble in history was these tulip bulbs. Uh, let me get the numbers here. Tulip. Where in Amsterdam? Uh, yes, I believe it was in Amsterdam. It was. Yep. Tulip it was in Amsterdam. Tulip mania in 1634. Tulip mania. Tulip mania. So the price of a tulip bulb in November 12th, 1636, <laughs> looks like it was about 10 bucks. Ten dollars. By February third, like by February third, it was two hundred dollars. Oh. And then by May, it was back to ten dollars. So what caused that? People are still speculating on it four hundred years later. But they don't know why it happened. But like, well, that's the kind of thing where it's like, if you somehow know it's about to happen, you could become a multimillionaire oh, in sure. literally a week. Just buy. Buy a thousand tulip bulbs, sit on them for six months, sell them, twenty times profit. There you go. But the thing is, people don't know, and that's kind of like the whole deal. If we all knew, we could all exploit it, make a ton of money off of it, but we don't. I have to believe in. Was it sixteen fifty two? Is that what you said? Thirty six. Sixteen thirty six. What was the average monthly income of a family in 1636? Well, there was nobody in America at the time. Yeah, I was going to say the average Dutch income in 1636. Can I even find this information? I wonder. It ain't going to be 10 bucks. I can promise you that. Well, that's the thing. One tulip bulb, even today, is a tulip bulb $10? It seems high. It seems really high. No, that is insane for a tulip bulb. Oh, here we go. 1637 at the peak. Uh, one tulip bulb sold for 10 times the annual income of a skilled artisan. <laughs> so that would be the equivalent of a, probably about a million dollars today for yeah. one oh, tulip absolutely. bulb. For one tulip bulb, it, it would yeah, mm-hmm. equate to about a million dollars today. Yeah. Like, How the hell did that happen? I know. it's it, it, Like, am I missing something? We're talking about the flower, literal, correct? Like a <laughs> flower. Literal like a bulb that you put in the ground and it becomes a tulip. Yeah. And I'm not yeah, a I'm not a um, flower monger. What do you call them? Gardener. gardener. Flower monger. Yes. I'm not a gardener. Yep, do, flower monger. Do tulips keep coming back, or do they die? Uh, Are they a perennial? What is perennial I, the one that keeps coming no back? Idea. I don't know, but that's the only flower word I, think, I know. Yeah. yeah. I think tulips do come back. Yeah, because it's like if they didn't, then can you imagine? Oh yeah, they do go dormant. So I mean, you know, this tulip you could have for a very long time, but still. A million dollars? I don't care how long that flower's living. I wouldn't pay $10 now for a tulip bulb. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 400 years later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so if 10 times the annual income of a... So we'll assume... So if a tulip bulb is going for like $200 or so, then that means a skilled artisan was making like 20 bucks a year. Twenty bucks a year. Yeah, well, and they charge 
you get two tulip bulbs for working for 365 uh-huh, days. Pretty much. How does that even happen? Where is the, where is the positive, where is the clear thinking in that? Well, no, you don't get two tulip bulbs. You get one-tenth of a tulip bulb because it's 10, oh, it's 10 times the annual income of a skilled artisan. <laughs> so you work for 10 years, you can afford one tulip bulb. Or you can wait six months for the price to crash and buy it immediately. And that's kind of, it's a great allegory for the housing market because that's exactly what happened. And it happened in 2008 as well. Yeah. Houses were getting, I think they're the highest they had been in history by quite a bit. There was a crash and they became worthless overnight. If you waited one year, that million dollar house is now $300,000. Yeah, that is true. All right. I'm going to move on to another story from the Wall Street Journal. And you guys are going to have to confess up front before I get to the article. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're gonna you have to confess. Okay. From A to Z, the famous names in Jeffrey Epstein's calendar. Uh oh. If you knew him, you have to admit it right now. I know a couple. Or I know no, a couple about. alleged ones. I for, people can type up a list and say this is the Epstein Island list all they want. You have no real proof of it technically. Well, it's the Wall Street Journal, so I'll trust them. Hmm. Or should I know? Wow, the Wall Street Journal's reporting this? Yep. Yikes. Well, it's because that that uh, special came back. That special, I think, is a couple years old. It's mm-hmm. like a three-part special Yeah. done by, I can't remember who, who did it or Netflix whatever, but it came back one. and it was watched a lot this year. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched, I think, part of the first part of it and i couldn't do it anymore i was like it's this pissed you it's, off too it's much too sad and gross i was like i can't it is yeah oh god this is not good these these people were friends of jeffrey epstein and if you know one of them you got to admit it that you actually knew someone that knew jeffrey oh epstein. we like know them as in know them in person well, no no they're famous names Oh, okay. well, maybe you do know them. Some of them in person. I don't know. I got to the first one. Not a surprise. Woody Allen. Oh, no, yeah. it's not a surprise at all. Not at all. No. No. <laughs> no. Is it? God, he's a weird guy. A he woman. just disappeared now. Didn't he just not around anymore? Is he? I don't know when the last no. time he was in anything. And probably about the time Jeffrey Epstein mm, was uh, going through well, his scandal. You makes you right think. About that. Looks like. Uh, let's see. Filmography. He's got. A very long filmography. He probably still does things, just not where they don't put him, lead him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he's been doing stuff. He's been he, uh, directing and writing pretty much a film a year. And if he's involved in something, they're not going to like, they used to be like a Woody Allen film. Mm-hmm. And now they're right. pretty hush-hush about That's it. That's the thing. I've never heard of any of these. Rifkin's Festival, A Rainy Day in New York, Wonder Wheel, Cafe Society, Irrational Man. These are all There's feature films. Me. It was like Blue Jasmine. He Blue made. Jasmine. I think that was yep. Like, that was 2013. He did do that. Yeah. I was like, that was the last one I remember was a big yeah. headliner yep. for him. Mm-hmm. He did have a great line once walking through the streets of New York. He's looking down and he looks over and goes, pigeons, rats with wings. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty <laughs> true. Yep. <laughs> pigeons are filthy, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Pretty much. Uh, Ehud Barak. I don't even know who that is. Oh, the former Israeli prime minister visited Epstein dozens of times and accepted flights on Epstein's private jet. The guy who ran Israel was a buddy of his. Hmm. What do you think of that? Who's Thomas Barrick? You ever heard of him? Nope. 
Thomas Barrick, a real estate investor and founder of Col uh, Colony Capital, Epstein had known, he and Epstein had known each other for years, and his name appears in Epstein's ad address book. You got Lee, most of these people I never even heard of. See, I thought it'd be a lot more people I've heard of than yeah. just Woody Allen. Yeah, I was waiting for like Bill Clinton or whatever, you know. Like oh, he was names, definitely yeah. part of it. Uh, yeah, I don't remember, I don't recognize any of these names. Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I recognize that name. The supermodel appears in Epstein's schedules after 2008, and some women told the journal that Epstein said he could use his fashion connections to make or break their careers. That mm -hmm. He did that a lot, didn't he? He said, look, I can make or break you. Which way do you want it to be? Well, that's how that industry yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. uh, Noam Chomsky. That's not a uh, Epstein arranged several meetings in 2015 and 2016 with the author and political activist while he was a professor at Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Yeah, Noam Chomsky was there. So, yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting crowd when you look at it. Um, yeah, most of these names, as I'm going through, I don't know who these people are, so I wouldn't assume to, to read it. Uh, yeah, I would say there's about four names in here, but I, I'm still looking for Bill Clinton or... I guess Donald Trump used to hang out with him, but he never went to his island. And he never went on the airplane with him, I guess. That's that's the, Bill Gates. Ooh, there's a name for you. Yeah. yeah, apparently he knew Bill Gates really, really. Epstein scheduled several meetings at his townhouse with the Microsoft mogul and visited Gates at his office in Seattle. Gates was uh, photographed with multiple models introduced to him by Epstein. Mm. Oh, lifestyles. So this is kind famous. of a whorehouse deal for very famous people. Uh, I think so. Was? Yes. Yeah. I wonder. Kind of seems. I wonder if they release an article like this with a lot of names that not the average person would know, and then hopefully maybe they get something to stick to one of these people, and you get a yeah. flip situation where, well, here, let me expose who was doing what when I was there. Yeah, because I would tell you, I don't know who ninety-nine percent of these people no. even are. They're all very, very famous. Charlie Rose, Epstein introduced a Polish model to the TV journalist and took a photo of them together at a TED conference in 2014. I kind of remember Charlie Rose, but not really, really well. He doesn't look familiar um, to me. Was that? He doesn't look familiar to me. No. I don't know. There's a whole list of people. I thought there'd be a lot more famous people. Like, you know, Tevin brought up Bill Clinton definitely hung out at his house, but they don't bring him up in this article. Why do you think that is? Well, maybe he didn't go to the island. Oh, he definitely went to the island. They're, they have proof that he was on the island. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, a few times. The pictures that they took together. I, I, well, if you found out that somebody was doing, a friend of yours was doing what he was doing, how could you still consider them to be a friend? Oh, God, no. Oh, no. God, no. And I think, I think a lot of people probably just didn't know. Like, I don't think... I don't know. I don't know, but I would assume just like, you know, how Judd was talking about how he would always talk to that um, athlete and liked him a lot and had no idea he was like a serial rapist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that that is like what is the human condition is we always have trouble understanding that we, people we know can be monsters and the compartmentalizing that they do. And, and, you know, it's that, that whole classic, you find out something bad and you're, he was always good to me. And you're like, well, I guess that doesn't really mean anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I guess it doesn't really mean anything. So now we got doc in the studio. So doc, we can turn to you. Why do people, let me put this the best way I possibly can. For me, 
my sex life has always been a very intimate thing, and it actually meant something. For other people, it's a conquest. Why is that? How do they see that as a conquest rather than looking for, you know, appreciation of one another? Maybe it's a, a power thing, just like it uh, is a power thing. Just like there's a certain, there's the power element of uh, assaulting somebody or raping somebody. That's this power element um, that but you're imposing it, on people. If they can't fight back, how does that make you powerful? That's the whole point. You don't get hurt. Yeah. It's easier to exert your power when someone's not beating on you. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, animal abusers, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's people, yeah. And there's a sliding yeah. scale of power, you know, from powerless to all powerful. And most people are very near the powerless level, and that mm -hmm. makes them feel very uncomfortable. So they have to put themselves a rung up above something or else they go insane. And they can't deal with being. Uh, injured or someone uh, fighting back or trying to exert more power on right. them than they have. It just Yeah, because if you if you're so concerned with overpowering someone or something and that person actually overpowers you, you're going to end up feeling worse than you started. And that yep. that's how yep. you get, you know, very crazy people. But if you, you had a billionaire paying for some people to show up to have sex with you, wouldn't that make you feel really creepy? Yeah, most, some people would, yes. Well, you're using, but others wouldn't. They're using your money as power, though. Money is power. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Money is yeah, power. No doubt about it. It's all about money. Everything's about money. We know that. We have to take a break because we have one of the most powerful people in Hollywood coming up. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in-office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30-minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic wave therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're talking yeah. So, then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com.
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero-Res Carpet why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Oh, look. Oh, you were just floating in the, in the... Why are you all dolled up today? Where are you going? I have a screen test. <laughs> oh, God. For what? I can't say. I had signed an NDA, but uh, mm. once I find out whether I got it or not, I'll let you guys know. What's the breakdown? What's the breakdown? <laughs> it's, it's for a TV host position. Oh, so. that's good for you. Well, you got yeah. that locked. Is it a national deal? Um, it is Southern California. No, national or nothing. I should national be your agent. National or nothing. You should be my agent. I should. I should. There's no question. Hey, listen, I came in here to talk to you about this. And when I leave, I hope you make me happy. That's okay. a good way to do it, isn't it? That's a, that's yeah. a good opening line for an agent. I'm going to do that and see if it works for me today. Yes, do that. So, well, so are you pretty excited about this? I am. I'm a little, I got the adrenaline going. I'm a little nervous, Good. but I am very well prepared. So I'm going to use my nerves to my favor. I like it. So you're, it, you would be hosting something. Is that what we're talking about? It would be hosting something. It'd be, it would be a fun, it. regular gig. So I am looking forward to dazzling them with my talents. <laughs> you got to call, uh, Scott, who would be a good guy to call to be your agent to go along with you? God, I got to think of somebody. Who was the one that the very famous guy had said, you do what I tell you, or I'll do some damage you'll never walk away from? That's Who was like it the mafia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real. Threaten your way into this gig. Really? <laughs> Threaten your way into the deal. Oh, damn it. He's a very famous actor. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. The only agent I can name is Don King. 
Don King. Boxing, though, right? Yeah, that's for boxing, yes. But yeah, that's I mean, Patrick boxing. Weitzel and Ari Emanuel are probably the two best known. I think, Tom, you're thinking of Christopher Walken, right? I am. Christopher Walken. That's exactly who I'm thinking of. I will do some damage you won't walk away from. I always loved mm. him. I thought he was just wonderful. I think I'll get the job if I walk in with Christopher Walken. Do you want me to call him? Yeah, please. But okay. I'm in San Diego, too, so he's going to have to get down here really fast. He's going to have to transport himself. Where is he living? No, I'm in San Diego. So if he's up in L.A., oh. he has a three-hour drive ahead of him. And actually, it's traffic. Three so hours now? Five hours. Five hours with traffic. Damn. Yeah. I have a question. Isn't that only like 100 miles? No, it's further than that. Like a oh. good, um, if without traffic, I've made it before in an hour and 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I think two and a half hours is pretty average. But it can't be much. So if you made it an hour and 45 minutes, can't be much over 100 miles. You were driving fast, weren't you? That was really fast. I mean, but I didn't make it an hour. Yesterday, it took me two hours and 45 minutes. Indeed. I was last time I was in San Diego, actually between LA and San Diego, driving along. And my friend goes, Why do those signs all say like uh, yellow sin, C Y N, or big sin? I'm like, It's Canyon, you dumb bastard. <laughs> C Y N stands for Canyon. Uh, Figure it out. Okay. We've got a lot of sin going on in California. <laughs> got a lot of sin. That's exactly right. So, um, so now, do you have to leave early to go to this uh, thing? No, I'm, I'm at 10.30, so. Um, so you're home. good to go. I'm good to go. I'm glad to I hear made that. So. Sure. I, I like to slot all my times accurately. Uh, we just read an article on the show about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's phone book. And I got to be honest with you, the article left out a lot of people that should have been put in that book. But they, like Noam Chomsky was in there. Um, who was the one real famous person that we mentioned? Do you remember? Uh, Woody Allen? Yeah, Woody Allen was on the list. And, yeah. But you didn't Alan see Bill Dershowitz. Clinton. Alan you didn't Dershowitz. see Alan Dershowitz. His name wasn't on the list. Interesting. How about Prince Andrew? Nope, no. not on the list. One of our listeners Donald brought that Trump? up, too. Who? Trump wasn't on Donald there? Donald Trump. Oh, Donald, nope. Trump. Donald Trump didn't tra travel to the island. He did hang out with him, but he never traveled on his plane or anything. Um, and then uh, Bill Clinton. Clinton, yep. Clinton's another big one. Um, but Prince Andrew might be the biggest offender yeah. of them all. So, yep, And he's definitely right. traveled to the island. Alleged offender, let's put it that way. Yeah. He hasn't been okay. convicted in criminal court. But we'll, run the court. we'll run the circle. Do you think Jeffrey Epstein died? killed himself or was murdered i think he was murdered yeah well he didn't just die 100 I mean. murdered 100 and you know i've done a lot of coverage on it um a couple years ago i did some interviews with vicky ward who was friends with mm -hmm. elaine maxwell who was kind of the the person that oftentimes recruited a lot of the women for jeffrey epstein sure. yep. traffic the women i should say not recruited trafficked is the right word and um it, it is such a web. It's an international child trafficking web when it came to Jeffrey Epstein. And so many people have covered it up and so many powerful people were involved and they're all running scared. And I do think that it is just too coincidental that there were yeah. security cameras out and the way everything happened. 
Um, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not someone who like spouts all these conspiracy theories, but that one just way too complicated of a web mm -hmm. for it just to be a suicide. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Did you ever see a picture of Jeffrey Epstein in his younger days? Yeah. I feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like maybe 40 and up is kind of when I've seen photos of him. Uh, this would have been a little earlier because until he had tons of plastic surgery and he had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, he has that And weird... I'm not making this up. The hair, the whole deal. He looked like a very small version of Andre the Giant. <laughs> he was just this homely man. So I don't know how much it cost him to build because he was not a bad looking guy once he got done with all the surgery, right? Yeah, once they tuned him up. Yeah. I, yeah. I got a picture of him when he's pretty young and he looks like a mix between Ben Stiller and John Travolta. <laughs> that's a, that's quite the uh, the combo. Well, he's got the Saturday Night Andre Fever hair going, you know. He's got the big hair. Yeah, the he's huge hair. got the big hair for sure. I don't know yeah, how old he is in this picture. Maybe it says... Let's see, 1980, so he would have been 27. Yeah, so that's pretty young. Yeah? That's pretty young, but he hadn't had any plastic surgery. Oh, no, he did have his plastic surgery in his early 20s, that's right. Oh, did he? I don't know if I Never can mind. find a picture from before that. He probably got rid of them all. I wouldn't doubt it. There's one out there somewhere. No question. Somewhere. All right, let's talk Hollywood. So what's going on? Any good things happening? What should I watch? What's What's the latest? Well, tonight is kind of a big deal. It is the very last episode of Real Sports with Brian Gumbel. Um, he's been with oh, HBO right. for 29 years. They're doing a 90-minute retrospective tonight. Um, but this is his last Raw. And honestly, I think it was one of the best shows that HBO's ever put out, even if you just watched a segment. They were mm -hmm. always, they would do segments on, like, gymnasts and figure skaters and, you know, Olympic years. I would always watch it. But a really high-quality show real great sports journalism and that's going to be a big loss to that landscape yeah he was good there's no question about that an hbo thing he he rolled the dice on that because hbo wasn't that big when he went over there yeah at the time it really was a gamble for his career right um but i think it was one of those it definitely paid off they've won a ton of emmys um and kind of sad to see it go because we're rolling into an olympics year so this would be a year where i would yeah. really watch it in 2024 mm -hmm. so i'm kind of sad that it's it's uh, leaving HBO and it leaves a big hole in HBO programming. They're kind of struggling right now. You know, they've always been a prestige network and they don't have their Sopranos right now and their Sex and right. the City and their real yep. sports. So this is going to have to be a real rebuilding time for the network. How's he looking? Is he looking good? He looks, I feel like Brian Gubble looks the same. A little bit more gray, he? but he, yeah. you would know exactly who he is. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I just saw a picture. Guy was trying to think of it. He was on the national news last night, and they had to tell me who he was because he he's gotten quite a bit older. He looks nothing like he did in his like mid thirties, early forties, that kind of deal. Some people do change a lot, but he didn't change very much, huh? Mm mm. I mean, you would know right off the bat, and I think his voice is very recognizable. At yeah. Least to me. Yep. So even if you didn't recognize his face, which I think you would, but the voice would be a tell. So tonight is the last Brian Gumble show on HBO. Last one. So be really? sure to check that out. 29 years. That's pretty amazing. For Especially for on air. I mean, that mm -hmm. is, it's so rare to see someone go almost three decades. I would agree. No question. So, I, yeah, I will give that a view tonight. I'll give that a watch tonight because I did enjoy his work. It was always so even keel, I noticed about him. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew him from the Today Show and then, you know, Real Sports. Right. And he's, I think he's a fascinating character. And, you know, interestingly enough, he is still very good friends with Matt Lauer after Matt Lauer got oh. ousted from the Today Show because Matt Lauer took over for him. And I would love to know the conversations behind the scenes between the two of them because Matt Lauer obviously had a very spectacular firing amid rape allegations that yes. were pretty horrific. So that was true that he had a button on his desk and then when a woman walked through the door, he could close and lock it behind them. Mm -hmm. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, and I think that they probably like, it was used originally for one thing, you know, and mm -hmm. then obviously it became yeah. used for sinister things. Um, and Are he's trying to make a comeback. I don't know if people pay attention, but page six has been trying to soft launch the return of Matt Lauer probably over the last six months. Ooh. And he recently attended another Today Show employee's wedding and he was photographed going in with his new girlfriend. And I just think he's probably, I think 2024, someone's gonna take a gamble on him and do a podcast. You just know it. Yeah. Well, excuse me, why would, why would anybody have a button in their office to close and lock the door from the inside? Yeah, what's a logical reason? I wonder what the logical reason would be for well, that. Well, if you don't want to be well, like, you know, you're discussing contracts, stuff like that. You can't have people walking in on you. No, you, no it was, that would be locking it on the outside, not the inside. There's no reason to lock it on the inside because all the, uh, all the uh, concerned parties are inside. So you have a button to lock it on the outside, but not the inside. So the inside, you would walk up and just open the door. Should we tell them, Brittany? What? There was a locked door that would swing close and lock behind you at yeah. KQRS General Manager's office. Yeah, they yeah. were super common for a long time. They probably yeah. still are, honestly. I didn't even remember that, Tom, when you said we should tell them. And I'm like, what? I, like, <laughs> buried that away in a spot that, like, oh, no, am I going to cry a bunch today? I don't think Steiny had that put in, though. I think it was already oh. in the building when we moved oh, in. It was there. a thing for a long time. Yeah, just push the button and the door closes. I don't mind it closing, but locking, that's yeah. a little different. Locking's creepy. I, I, it almost yeah. feels like a panic room type of situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but that's locked on the outside. See, there's two. You can, you can lock a door so it can, you can get out from the inside. Those are fire codes. You can't, mm -hmm. you, you can't lock a door so you can't get out of the room if there's a fire. Well, yeah, I wonder if the mm -hmm. locking from inside thing is even true. Yeah, I, oh, Because true. you're not allowed to do that. That was verified in Matt, the Matt Lauer right. report. Yep. Hmm. And the one at the queue, you could not get out either. You had to let you out. Huh. So there you go. So they were breaking the law. That's maybe I should go after them. Yeah, you took it out of here. Yeah, sued for fire code. Yeah. Well, and 30 Rock also is, I mean, because you you'd be able to unlock it from the inside, though. You have to remember, if you hit the button on the desk, you're yes. able to yeah. get out. So, But you have to hit the um, button to get out. But 30 Rock is a really old building, so I'm curious as to when that was installed. Probably at midnight some night when nobody else was in the building. Right. <laughs> we got to do this for Matt Lauer. Come on in. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. So everything else is good? Yeah, a couple stories um, that we've talked about over the past few months, just in terms of updates. They're not great updates, but um, Celine Dion, we've talked a lot about her health issues with stiff person syndrome and her sister did just give an update saying that she's starting to lose control of her muscles. Oh, it's God. an, it's a rare autoimmune disorder and um, it 
was causing like involuntary spasms oftentimes when she heard loud noises which made her concerts become impossible because she can't sing hear loud noises and then all of a sudden you know have parts of your body spasming but now it's making like her vocal cords freeze up and she's working with doctors to hopefully return in, to the stage but her sister said we just don't know if she's going to be able to return in the capacity that she used to do, you, do you, we know what she has stiff person syndrome stiff oh yeah that's uh very rare it's very rare and doctors there's like no cure no. for it you know and they just kind of like treat the person just trying to figure out what they can do to manage some of the symptoms well i mean the name itself should tell you names like stiff person syndrome might as well be called we don't know disorder because it's yeah. like just describing the symptoms and then putting syndrome after it you know that doesn't tell you anything yeah as and soon it, as soon as some doctor uh finds out how to treat it or, or cure it, then it gets his name or yeah. her name, and then that's, it becomes a, yeah. that syndrome. Then it becomes Basham's disease. There you go. Basham's Yeah, there you go. I have a question for you. How did the term calling someone a stiff ever come, come, across, come along? That's a good question. Like stiff. That what meant did, basically something would wouldn't like, give you money. Right? Like a corpse, I would assume. Or no, you're stiff. You can't get your hand in your pocket. It's like having yeah, an alligator arms. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Too stiff sense. to get your get that money. I give someone a honey. One of my favorite uh, commercials of all time was for a place. It was a store in North Minneapolis called Cliffs, and his slogan was, "Don't be a stiff. Come to Cliffs." Ah! <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's a great slogan. So, um, I've never heard of stiff person syndrome. I've never even That's heard how of rare it. it is. I mean, it I, really I think probably the first time everybody heard of it was when Celine Dion came forward with her diagnosis. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. was late last year, right around this time, because she had to cancel her world tour, saying, I hope to recover over the next year and do the tour in 2024. Now, with the update from her sister, it's becoming a reality that that world tour probably won't happen at all. Frequency is uh, estimated to be one in a million. Wow. So about Ooh, about man. 350 people in the entire U.S. would have it. Jeez. I believe, does that qualify as an orphan disease? Do you know, no, Ralph? I don't know. I don't know the It's got to be close. An orphan disease is a disease that is so rare that it's basically not worth researching. Or oh. you know, it has been declared not worth researching. So this will be, the cure will be a byproduct of researching some other autoimmune exactly. disease. It'll, it'll oh, fall yeah. out of one of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. It's like um, people, there's like, there will be diseases that, you know, a thousand people in the entire world will have. But it's like, what laboratory is going to start working on a cure for something that affects such a small amount of people? And that's one of the unfortunate realities of medical research is it's very expensive and takes a very long time. I would say the fact that Celine Dion has it might inspire That'll a doctor mm -hmm. to do, just yeah, because yep. she's an A-list celebrity and anyone, and obviously she has the best care because she can afford the best care. So maybe, maybe there'll be a breakthrough in some type of treatment because of her. Well, an orphan disease is defined as a condition that affects fewer than 200,000 people in the country. So this oh. affects 350 people. So Jesus. it's in, yeah, it's like the 1% of the 1% of orphan diseases. And your body literally just stiffens up. And there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. Yeah, Ugh. spasms oftentimes. And loud noises seem to be one of the triggers, which seems really unusual, but 
for a singer, that's not great because you're hearing mm -hmm. loud sounds from music all of the time while you're on yeah. stage. Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of stiffs, Alex just got here. Thank you very much. Great <laughs> to be here. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it immensely. No question about it. We're just talking about what's it called stiff disease. What is it? Stiff person syndrome. And stiff oh, person yeah. syndrome. Yes. That's very sad. Sounds I mean, unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Well, she's sad story. I mean, God love her. She's kind of a mess. <laughs> well, yeah. She's got a lot sure going is. on. Like. Yikes. And well, she's if she's it, looked rough for... Well, if it is autoimmune and they're assuming it is, but I don't think it's been confirmed that it is. Because usually in mysterious diseases like that, they're like, oh, yeah, it's autoimmune. Sure, why not? And then they're just like, we can't do anything about it. Yep. Yeah. But if it is autoimmune, those generally cluster. You'll have other autoimmune disorders as well. Yeah. Or even just oh, symptoms wonderful. that don't even fit a dis, uh, disorder or a disease. It'll just like, you know, random flare-ups of... Stuff happening, and then it'll go away, and we don't know why. We don't have a name for it. Life sucks. Yeah. And she's had a lot of trauma. She lost her husband to cancer several right. years ago. Mm. Um, and she's always been thin, but I think the last couple of years after the loss of Renee, who was her husband, mm -hmm. she looked painfully thin. So I think that there was probably more going on than she let on for quite a while. I would imagine. What What is this deal with you? This Gypsy Rose, is that the, was that an actor, a stripper? Who was Gypsy Rose? Actor, <laughs> Gypsy Rose was a girl that I believe she lived in Florida. Um, her mom invented that she had a rare disease that had no cure, made her daughter take uh, all these medications, get countless really? surgeries. Munchausen. 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 Munchausen by yep. proxy. Munchausen by and proxy, yep. Essentially, it was found out that none of this was true, and she was essentially torturing her daughter. I believe she participated in beauty pageants was kind of what her yep. big thing was. Oh uh, daughter meets boy online, convinces boy to help stab her mother to death. She gets sentenced to, I believe, it was ten years in prison. She got served eight and is now about to get out here in like a couple weeks, I believe. Yeah, so Gypsy Rose set to be released for killing mother. You know. So how old was she when she killed her mother? Mm, that I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe she was. I feel in like her she was a teen, wasn't yeah. she? Let's okay, see here. Uh, another question I have for you. Why would you name your daughter Gypsy Rose? Yeah, it I mean, does sound like a stripper name. Why would you poison your child? For trap? sure. What was that? There was a movie or a show that had. Yeah, Joey King was in it. Um, and I interviewed her. I'm trying to, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Because uh, it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Oh, The Act. That's right. Yeah. And, and Hulu did it. So if you want to watch it, it's a really good series. That is not what I'm thinking um, of. Well, there, no, I think there was the a Netflix that, doc um, Joey yeah. King was Emmy nominated for it and um, focuses on her mom. Her mom was Dee Dee Blanchard, who had the Munchausen by proxy. Mm -hmm. that, was in, that was in 2015 is when it happened. But when was Gypsy Rose? Let's see. Gypsy Rose birthday. I think 1991. Like so she would have been four. No, 24. 24. When she killed her, I um the movie that they made about it that's really good is uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest, mm -hmm. and it breaks down their whole uh, situation and it's amazing. Mm. Is that the documentary? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So was she named after Gypsy Rose Lee, the dancer? Mm -hmm. I guess yeah. we. There was a stripper named Gypsy Rose Lee. I remember the that top, many top, many years. Top. We like to refer to them as burlesque. Uh, sex oh, burlesque. Sex, sex burlesque. workers. Sex workers. And that's not her, that wasn't her given name, Tom. That was her stage name. 
Gypsy Rose, the, this girl too? No, not this one. Gypsy Rose Blanchard child. is her real yes. name. But I'm saying, was she named after the original Gypsy Rose? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know that. I mean, it seems probably sure unlikely. I mean, coincidental, right? It'd be quite coincidental to, to have two Gypsy Roses and one's not named after the other. That would be rather interesting. In well, any if your mom is not mentally well, naming you after a sex worker mm. might be might line up. Uh, the official narrative is that the the mother liked the name Gypsy and the father liked Guns and Roses. Oh, so, cool. Gypsy Rose. Wow. I guess it's better than being named Guns and Roses. Guns yeah. and Roses. Well, Catherine fought me because I wanted to name our kids Elvis and Pres uh, Lisa Marie Presley, but she wouldn't do it. There are people named oh. Presley. There are people named there Presley. Are. There That's are. That's pretty, true. Absolutely. Pretty Presley's pretty common Yeah. now. Oh, is it really? It makes me think of mm -hmm. Parsley. I'm thinking of, wasn't it Munchausen and Sixth Sense? Sixth Sense. Sixth what? Sense? No, Sixth Sense. Yeah. He yes. had he could see dead people. No, there was a no, yeah. there was There's a dead kid. Yeah, yeah. The, oh. the, the, the little they were at a funeral for the little yes. girl, oh, and her ghost okay. comes back and tells the little kid to play this clip to the dad. Yeah, and then it shows oh. this, the mom pouring shows rat mom. poison or some sort of poison Jesus. in the girl's yeah. food. Yeah, and he discovers it at her funeral. It's like an insane scene that has stuck with me for years. Seriously. Huh. I mean, that movie was I, like most wild. other people, only remember I see dead people. They're everywhere. That, that's the entire movie. Yeah. It's, it's a five-second long movie. The rest is just, oh. like, white noise. No, I remember. Oh, and then the big twist at the end. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, that's the like... The big twist. Come on. Once you know the twist, though, that's the end of the movie. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, like you can't you watch it again. Oh, you can watch it again to see the clues that they yeah, give you. Yeah, it's that's kind of cool. Fun yeah. To watch it again. But you'll go, it's oh, not yeah. one you can watch like five times, I feel like. I feel you're like, like once, I know what's happening. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then twice to look at the clues and then you go back. I don't know many movies you're watching five times, ma'am. There's a lot of people who me? will watch the same movie every year. I have seen the year. movie Grease probably 200 times. Yeah. So. Miss Congeniality. I just can't do it. I don't know. We watch the same I, couple of, like Christmas movies every year, and it's like that's pretty borderline for me. Like we, I can only watch Home Alone so many times before it's like you know I can recite the entire movie. Why don't I? Why don't I just play it in my head at that point? I have a handful of movies that I've seen like at least twenty times. How many times more. have you seen The Godfather, Dad? Uh, I think once. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant today. There we go. It's like I don't have one. Of, I don't have one of those movies that I've seen fifty times, even throughout my entire life. I sure have. I have a handful of them. Maybe like Rockadoodle when I was a kid. Oh, what a film! That was a great movie. And no one's ever heard of it either. Just you and me. Criminally underrated. <laughs> Rockadoodle. That's a great movie. You should watch the movie Rockadoodle. I want to show my kids Rockadoodle. Wasn't it like Where Kenny can I Chesney find or something? Rockadoodle. Yes, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, well, some country. Uh, guy. Rockadoodle song. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell played Chanticleer, the main character. Chanticleer. Chanticleer. Oh my god. The main, the main rooster in Rockadoodle. This is such a good movie. What you all need to go home and watch this talking? immediately. Oh my gosh. It's a movie it's we, a great we used to movie. have on VHS, came out in 91, so we were very young. Yeah, I don't even know. There we're like go. the only two people that know mm -hmm. about it, but it's a great movie. Oh, I know Rockadoodle. You know? Was, okay. Oh, yeah. And it was terrifying. Isn't there a flood that was happening? Oh, it's super the... scary as a kid, yeah. 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 Well, that, that, that like owl baron guy. Yeah, the owl baron. Very menacing. Oh my God, Rockadoodle. 
Mm-hmm. Where can I get Clearly this? Clearly a very millennial. It, <laughs> yes, apparently. Well, it was I one of those. No idea what they're talking about. It was one of those Don Bluth movies where it's like, you know, <laughs> there's a giant rooster that's like an Elvis. Yeah, he's basically Elvis. And then there's like this orphan the kid. Ki- it's chicken? a kid who turns into a cat. Cat, yes. I forget why. And then he- there's like a mean caped owl, mm-hmm. and the big Elvis chicken is like saving everyone with his music. Yeah, but. So his song makes the sun wake up in the morning. Yes. But one like day yes. it doesn't work. So he's like, well, I guess I'm washed up. Goodbye. Yeah. So there's no more day anymore because no one's there to wake up the sun. So now this kid has to convince him to sing, wake up the sun, save, you know, the daytime. Yeah. That sounds there like a dream. It, it's such it's... a weird, weird movie. How do I watch it? I need to find <laughs> gotta find <laughs> it. I need to show this movie to my children. Alex, you have to ask one question because Kristen has to go. Okay. Oh, yeah. What? So ask her this. What? So, Kristen, what do you have planned today? So, Kristen, what do you have <laughs> planned today? Are you still trying to get an answer out of me, Tom? <laughs> yeah, she's got uh, Oh, you have a big, secret uh, thing happening? Yeah, I signed an NDA, but I, I have a screen test today for a hosting job. So I was like, I'll tell you what it is once I find out the results of whether I get the job. I was going to say, you look extra snazzy. Thank you. <laughs> I know my hair's a little extra curly. Yeah. A little extra makeup. <laughs> I usually on. just have my beachy waves. Yeah. So basically, what's going to happen is if she gets the job, I'm going to have to go on the air and go, oh, you won't see her around here no more. That's uh, not true. No, that's not true, actually. (laughs) I can actually do both. How about that? That's a good thing. Well, good luck. And uh, you're going to let us know immediately tomorrow, I hope. Will you hear? I'll let you know how it goes. I don't know when I'll find out. It could be today, tomorrow, or after the holidays. You know how Hollywood is. I have a question real quick before you go. Let's say I had somebody that may or may not have submitted a self tape for squid game challenge <laughs> how long do i have to wait or does he potentially have to wait to he, hear back he or yes. she he or she asking for a friend asking for a friend um yeah well first of all nothing's gonna happen over the holidays i promise you that so yeah. um hollywood doesn't really like reopen until after the golden globes the golden globes i think are january 6th or so so i would say the following week people are really back to work which would be like january 8th or something like that And I think something just to remember is that they did film in February last year. If they're on the same sort of filming Mm -hmm. schedule, they could be on the fast track in January. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, they were interested if you started hearing something. Okay, perfect. Is this your first audition or is this a a callback? I made a hell of an audition tape. We were, it was magic was made. (laughs) What do you mean, I? You said it was somebody you knew. Uh, we might have to show it if we'll see how my if I get it first, and then we'll show it as a triumphant victory. But uh, yeah. yeah, don't blow it right now. No, but no, I'm, we don't want to for it. sure. Yeah, once everything's cast, show it to us. Yep. Works for me, Kristen. We will talk to you tomorrow. Maybe you'll have info. Maybe you won't. But we'll stay with it. Fingers crossed, right? Break a leg. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank Bye. you, my dear. We'll see you tomorrow. We shall take a break. Be right back in a couple of seconds. Wrap up the show right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. 
You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original my slippers and the my pillow 6-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, got a uh, question and a story for Doc. I did not know this was happening. Behind the shortage keeping cancer patients from chemo? Why is there a, sh- a shortage of chemotherapy? Oh, because it's probably all made in China. Oh. Pay more for it? I mean, so much, so much of this. I mean, the drugs are, are produced offshore. And China's a big 
producer of that stuff. Why did we allow that to happen? Because we wanted to, uh, to uh, have cheap stuff, and also we wanted to export our pollution. No one wanted to have pollution in America, so we said, oh, some, we'll just have some other country. And China says, yeah, we'll take the pollution. So water pollution, air pollution, they just yep. they suck it care. all up, and they just say, yeah, but we'll take the money. So, I so think chemo causes pollution? No, no, no. I'm just saying it's manufactured there because people, it could. It could. There could be water pollution associated with it. But then you don't want the carbon footprint. You don't want the chemical footprint. I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. And then, you know, you, here you'd have to take care of your effluent there. They just may pss, dump it in the in the river, let it go downstream. I guess, well, the headline's not great. Key drugs have been uh, in scarce supply, realizing the worst fear of patients and revealing a deep crisis in the generic drug industry. So the entire drug industry is, is suffering. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Oh, sure. We have we run into drug shortages all the time in, at the mm-hmm. office. I mean, there's simple stuff yep. like like lidocaine, like uh, really. Uh, oh, sure. Sure. IV bags. You know, sometimes we have a hard time getting IV, but just stupid stuff. It, make, it makes no sense because there's really no drug in an IV bag. It's just salt and water. You know, and they, mean, they can't make it up. It, it would just, it doesn't make a lot of sense sometimes. It's because nothing's made here anymore. That's right. It's that's all made point. overseas. That's right. So, we so need to, are we the last one supplied in the world now? Is, a, is that the problem? No, there's What's a lot the of countries problem? that are even worse off than we no, are. Oh, sure. Sure. Good yeah. luck trying to get it in China. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's a you know thing in some other countries. Well, that's the other thing. It's like, okay, so you're a drug manufacturer in China. You could sell this drug to America for, you know, $500 a bottle, or you could sell it to your own country, China, for 50 cents a bottle. Who are you going to yeah. pick? That's right. So as long as there's demand here, it's all coming here because drugs are very expensive here. That's right. Or in other parts of the Western world. Yeah. The developed Western money, the, the money-having mm-hmm. Western world. Well, people think that, like, people think for some reason that everything is free in Canada and the U.K. and that sort of thing, but there's a lot of drugs. The treatment is yeah. either as expensive or much more expensive than here. That's right. If it's not covered by NHS, you basically can't get it in the U.K., not without spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, and that's why— Really? That's why— it, they have a safety valve in America. Someone can't get what they want. Yeah, it's, suppose you want a hip implant there. Oh, yeah, well, it's, you're on the waiting list. It'll be 18 months before yep. you get your hip implant. Mm-hmm. Well, they can pay the money and go across the st- go state line into New York and have it done tomorrow. Exactly. Can't so, do that in Europe. Um, Not, well, it depends on where you are in Europe. No, there's private hospitals in Europe, some mm-hmm. places. Well, here's a woman named Stephanie Scanlon, lives in Tallahassee, Florida, and she cannot get chemo medication. It depends. You can't get it. There's a lot of different kinds of chemo. There's, That's right. There's got to be a hundred different chemo meds. Oh, really? Yeah. People think of chemo as like you know, it's <clears> this <throat> one drug. You get the chemo. You yeah, get you good, have to go in and get your get your chemo chemotherapy but injected into you. Every single different kind of cancer has its own cocktail of chemo drugs that work specifically for it. Yeah. And like, some of them are they're vastly different. Some of them you don't even notice you're getting. Some of them you're miserable for. Weeks. Yeah, my father-in-law's been on a chemotherapy pill for years. Yeah, you don't even know it's know what's there, yeah. basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What well, says here? Uh, Stephanie Scanlon learned about the shortages of basic chemotherapy drugs last spring in the most frightening way. Two of the three dug- drugs uh, typically used to treat her rare bone cancer mm-hmm. just disappeared. There you They're go, rare bone extremely. cancer. Rare bone yeah. cancer. We were talking about orphan yeah. drugs. There you go. Yeah. If, right. if there's not enough money in it, then why would the pharmaceutical companies supply it? 
Because they'd like to keep somebody alive, maybe. No, That's but, I what mean, they're, they're supposed to be doing. They're a business. They're there to make money. That's right. Isn't that sad? Mm-hmm. It is. It, but that's the, I mean, it sounds heartless and evil, but think about you know, 200 years ago. The, it was much worse back then because not only were these pharmaceutical companies not there, but, you know, the drugs weren't there. So it's like, you know, things have improved and you have to take the good with the bad, I guess, is what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, if you have a rare disease that would cost millions to treat, then, you know, that is awful and unfortunate. But there's a lot of people out there who are still alive. Look at cancer survival rates, how much they've gone up in just the past 20 years. It's absurd how much you can survive now that you couldn't survive even when, even when I was a kid. And it's mostly thanks to all this, the massiveness of the pharmaceutical industry, the medical research industries, and so forth. But we only have so much money, and we're all, yep. we are going to make social decisions with regards to who gets that research yep. money and who gets – not so much who gets the drugs if they're available, but who gets that research money to have it. So. Well, and another thing about these drugs is people – seem to have a perception that drugs are more or less easy to make. And a lot of them are very easy to make. Penicillin couldn't be simpler to make. Anyone could make it at home. I wouldn't, you know, I'm disclaimer, don't make penicillin at home. But, you know, if you had the equipment and the know-how, you could. But some of these drugs, they require very rare materials and very specialized equipment. And the cost to manufacture a single dose can be in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah, it's amazing. So we'll close the show with this quote from her, the woman in Tallahassee. Stephanie Scanlon said, I'm scared to death, she said as she faced the surgery. This is America. Why are we having to choose who we save? Ooh. That's a little creepy, don't you think? It is. But yeah, we've always chosen who we save. That's yeah. Right. Part of life. Life is not fair. Doc, is there a lot of that going on in, in the in the metal medical field, it's, they're just no matter what you do, you just can't save everybody. That's right. right. There's a lot of it goes on, goes on every day. Yep, Man, that's what a transplant committee. The with. transplant committee, that's their job, is to decide who to save because there's only so many organs out there. You know, there's a hundred thousand people who need a liver and only ten thousand livers. That's right. It's a tough job, but you got to do it. Yeah. That's why you should check All the right. box on your license. There you go. All right, that is going to do it. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Kick off the family show right after this.